0: Ever wonder why we relate and connect to stories around us? Welcome to the DNA podcast, a show where we discuss books, movies, and entertainment that help us understand
1: who we really are. I'm Dakota. And I'm Annabella. Let's dive into our DNA. Yep. You ready? Freddie? I'm ready, Freddie. Alrighty. Also, I just learned recently, and I don't know if it's true, so this could be just a rumor. But somebody was like, huh, I wonder if, like, Ready Freddy was, like, a phrase that was from, like, um, Freddie Mercury from Queen. Mm. And I don't I, know. I, I would see that. Like, I feel like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. But also, like, there's so many people named Freddie. Like, they could all be ready, you know?
0: Yeah, I just feel like there was, like, a shitbag kid in high school.
1: Freddie! (laughs) Freddie, get ready right now! Are you ready, (laughs) Freddie? And we're just a really pissed off mom who was, like, on her last win. Oh, yeah. And she's like, Freddie, are you
0: ready? See, that's the vibe I got. Like, now, 20 years later, they're trying to make a joke about it to make him feel better. (laughs) Or make her feel better, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, if anybody knows what the actual reason is, let us know. But... That being said, welcome to another episode of the DNA Podcast. We have not recorded in a while. But you don't know that. <laughs> no, because we're just that good. No, but the whole launch of this like podcast and talking with people who have listened and have given like oh you should do this you should do that has really been a really awesome experience so today we figured we'd do a fun little bonus episode and we're hoping to do this once a month we're kind of in the middle of of the May and June since we just decided to do it but um figured it'd be a good idea to kind of just like reflect on like what we talked about maybe share some things that didn't make it into the podcast yes and um We also have some time for some questions for you guys that actually submitted to our little poll question on Instagram. So,
0: yeah. Shameless plug if you don't follow us on Instagram. We are the.dna.podcast. Reach out to us. We have a social media platform, and
1: it's doing pretty good. I think it's doing fine. I mean, when we first started this, like, I didn't really expect it to to really like i i knew my friends would like probably listen to like the first episode and i was like cool yes. like, i don't expect anything more yeah and it's still doing like pretty well yeah. so no i agree I, I think it's exceeded both of our expectations
0: no a, a thousand percent with that being said total right we have over a hundred listens and i think that that is
1: definitely bigger now so i can i can even look yeah you
0: know. oh my gosh that
1: makes me emotional
0: okay i'm gonna be frank i thought nobody was gonna <laughs> Not my family. I thought. All right, listen. My one sister listened to the trailer, and that was about it.
1: Yeah. Well, I was like, cool. If we get, I don't know, twenty listens, like that's great. That's like, wow, we've made it, mom. But across all of our episodes, we've had. Do you want to guess how many? How many unique listens or just total plays in general?
0: Okay, total plays in general. I'm gonna across I'm gonna, all
1: of our. I'm episodes. gonna spit ball to one twenty four. Not too far. It's 149. Yeah, so oh almost God. 150 total plays. Our most popular one is the very first one. I don't know if that's the one that people just want to get started with, which is funny because I think you and I have talked about this. I always felt like the first one was like, we both felt kind of awkward recording oh my it. God. We like couldn't find our rhythm. It was just super, super weird. So I think it's funny that that's like the one that gets the most plays out of all of them, but hey, whatever. Well, um, we had to get the jitters out somehow, you know? That's true. And I even, like, I was just telling you before this, I had, like, little, like, butterflies recording. I was like, oh, my God, it's happening again. We're doing it. I do, I hope I always stay excited, you know? Like, I hope it
0: never gets boring. No, I agree. Someone told me once that if you get butterflies and if you're nervous, it means you care. So, you know, mm. it's, I, I think it's always a good thing. But, however, if you listen to our first episode and you are like, uh, fuck this, and you stopped, please continue to listen because we got better.
1: <laughs> or if you listened to our first episode and you somehow thought that we were good enough to keep listening, thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you for interacting. I've had some really fun conversations with friends about other movies to watch, other books to read. So it's been really exciting. And in general, like just some fun little like stats. We also became an international podcast. So I don't know if that's Yeah, what? I don't know how that happened, but like we have obviously a majority of the people are listeners in the United States. Yeah. But that's only 78% of our listeners. Yeah, that's wild to me. A lot
0: of small percentages across like multiple countries.
1: I know. And And I know my one friend, shout out to my friend Caroline, she was in Spain. so hey, she got Spain on the board? So I was like, she definitely got Spain on the board. I appreciate that. But anyways, we're an international podcast, which is insane. And like I said, we have almost 150 listens across the board, which was not what we were expecting at all. So just a big thank you. It's been, like I said, really fun to do this and have something to look forward to. And uh, I feel like it's built like a cool little community of people who like stories and also like hearing us goof around. So <laughs> I think
0: that's just it too. Like a couple of your friends have reached out and been like, I feel like I know your friend, Anna, like, you yeah, know? yeah. They definitely know me, my ins and outs by now because of the fact that I'm <laughs> unfortunately a little too open <laughs> on
1: this podcast. I mean, where else would you rather be open? Like, this is kind of like, there's no
0: rules. It's so true. And it's so true. And I, I call this my like, therapy 2.0 because like <laughs> you know whatever i don't hash out there i hash it out here
1: you know what i'm happy to be the backup option it's i fine. should start paying you weekly no, I'm Just kidding. <laughs> hey, if i got a weekly stipend from this that would be awesome anyway so once again thank you guys for listening and continuing to listen and also don't forget please give us ratings on spotify or apple Podcasts because we want to hear from you and obviously if there's any ideas or suggestions you have we want to incorporate them and, you know, do the best that we can do. All right. Well, what do you say? Should we, should we dive into the past? Should we start where we all began? Let's dive more into
0: my past (laughs) than we already have. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. For those of you that have listened to episode one, episode one was The Humans by Matt Haig. Obviously we were a little jittery that first episode. So, you know. We had this idea to circle back because there's definitely stuff that we missed, and then if people did reach out and leave questions and stuff like that, we'll want to answer them. So I'm gonna drop a bomb real quick. Oh, starting us so off just great, starting off strong. Here we go okay. So to preface super quick, because I'm not gonna give you guys a recap. If you want to listen to the whole story, basically go listen to our episode one. But the premise of the entire book is about an alien who comes down to earth to take the place of a human in order to like destroy his mathematical advances that would basically expose alien life and all things of that nature. Throughout this process, he becomes, you know, humanized and he understands what it's like to be human and loving and all these things. So my first question, I literally have (laughs) question one. Why do we love? Are you okay? Why? I don't know. (laughs) Why do we love? Why do really? we love? Yeah, I swear to God, I you, God is my witness. I feel like it's just a natural thing. Is it or is love learned? Mm.
1: I know. I just went there. I don't know. I feel like it's a natural thing. Like you look at like well, hmm. I, attraction, physical attraction is a natural sure. thing. Sure. Well, I was trying to like compare it to. You look at like dogs.
0: Oh, well, I like, love the shit out of my dog. Yeah. Well, obviously,
1: <laughs> but I do think that they're capable of love. I mean. Some people like look at it in the lens of, oh, well, they only like look to you because you give them food and shelter. I don't know. I feel like they feel it. There's like a loyalty bond. So I'm going to caveat to that. Ready? Oh, OK.
0: Is it love or is it attachment that we have grown to recognize as love in our human existence? Hmm. Mm. I know.
1: This is why we didn't cover it in episode one. <laughs> we we would have been sitting here for another like half hour trying to figure out. That why we as humans
0: love. Yeah. It's funny because this episode really touches on it where we we start to unfold all of the aspects of human life that we just kind of brush past on a daily basis. But Matt Matt Haig highlights them in this way of this alien learning it. And so for him, learning to love, because he came from a community of aliens that was like a hive mind in a hive emotional state where like it's kind of stagnant. There's no Ebb and flow. Everything is one. So coming at coming to Earth, he's he's falling in love with the wife of the man he was replacing. And so it got me thinking. I'm like, well, why do we love as humans? You know, if there's if there's beings out there that don't love, why are we designed as human beings to be such a closely, physically, emotionally relatable being? You
1: know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I I obviously don't know the answer to that either, but I just also feel like to love is just to like be human, like not to be corny about it or not to even like tie it back to the book, but it is like, I just feel like it's just a part of being human. It's not something that we can really rationalize or explain. It just is, you know? I think the, what separates us human wise is, is our consciousness, right? So Mm -hmm. we
0: have like self-efficacy, self-realization, self-everything. We, whereas like animals, certain things, well, monkeys, we, we know they're smarter, um, but they don't, right? So like maybe the fact that we are capable of love is suggestive to the idea that humans are like able to self-actualize and realize the the meaning of oneself and finding meaning additionally in another individual.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I I think it was interesting though, as you were saying earlier, like the more I think about it, is love something that we're taught? And I feel like in certain instances it is. Like you're taught to love people. And then, like, I think part of growing up is you realize just because I love or loved these people doesn't mean that they need to be in my life. Just because you love somebody doesn't mean it's like, everything.
0: Yes. And that's actually really funny that you just said that because I believe you love your mom and dad, right? When you grow up and that's not a question because like yeah. you, you have a, a physical, a desire to want to appease them yet. You want them to be, to validate you. And it's like this whole relationship where it's like, you love each other. You care for them. You go to the ends of the earth for them. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like the concept of love at a young age is, is that's the portion that's taught But then it's not realized until you're at that age where you're actually capable of loving
1: to an extent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When we were growing up, it used to be like, oh, if they tease you, they actually like you. And you like kind of weirdly learn that that's, first love and then like you get older and you're like why would I want someone to be mean to me to tell me they love me that doesn't make any sense yes so it's interesting I don't I I don't know if that's still a thing anymore maybe it is but no it definitely is so I don't know I don't have an answer to that question I don't know if you had an answer to that question
0: I I don't know either I think I think that humans and this is something that I I think this next episode we're going to record Mm -hmm. the book that we just read actually just opened a lot of my eyes to it which I won't Spoil anything, but I actually think that as a human race, we are desire driven because we are incapable of being stagnant beings, which is why us as adults might have quarter life crises or existential Mm. crises and things like that because we're in a stagnant moment. So I think that overall, we have to love because loving creates that yin and yang in life, the ebb and flow, the, the, the pain, the suffering, the want, the desire, the things of that nature. So I answer my own question. Well, then what the hell? Let's hear it. I literally wrote question one. Why do we love? We love things because we know they won't last. I think yeah. that was a quote that actually Matt Haig
1: said, cause I do have quotations around it. Well, shout out to Matt Haig. We've tagged you multiple times in our podcast episodes. Half of our episodes are about books you've written. So what the heck is up, Matt Haig? Quite literally. We only have four episodes and two of them about you. So literally
0: 50% of our podcast is dedicated <laughs> So like,
1: what the fuck is up, Matt Haig? Like, <laughs> like what's going on?
0: <laughs> I'm fine. No, I'm fine. No, really, no, Everything's I'm fine. fine.
1: Everything's fine. <laughs> it still stands. The book was a 10 out of 10. I find myself trying to find books that are similar to it because I felt like it was so much that we covered all in one episode so I'm like wow like if there's another book like that that would be great but it's hard it's hard to find a book that matches up to it and I
0: think that there's just not really another book out there that I've seen that the way the human experience is translated is just bonkers I was sitting there like questioning my own life I was like oh my god I do I know. that every day why do mm-hmm. I do it every day oh my god mm-hmm. like I think it's just really funny to look at us with the magnifying glass and that's exactly what he did in this book so yeah it was really cool please check it out if you haven't shameless plug for matt hey he's not even fucking paying us
1: (laughs) she (laughs) shouldn't look not even looking at us (laughs) he's not right he doesn't even know we exist but we we
0: love his shit anyway
1: he's he's got a lot going on it's fine but anyway that being said episode two little miss sunshine i had a lot of people reached out to me that they were like, this is my favorite movie ever. Oh my God. I couldn't believe you guys did this. And I was like, I think it's become one of my favorite movies.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that there's so many hidden themes and that's like, they kind of like brush over top of them with like certain, certain themes of like competitiveness and, you know, the winner loser mentality, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I think that there are so many little sprinkled in hidden ones that you don't even think about it until after you watch it and you're like, oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, like once you give it that time to like resonate and sit with you for a little bit. And I feel like this is also why we're recording these bonus episodes because you and I, even after we hit stop, we're like, oh my God, we didn't even talk about this or whatever. You also have a story that has like six six or five, five or six main characters. So it's like you could do a, a podcast for every character <laughs> and talk about them. So
0: yeah, so the the grandfather, even though we barely touched on him, he is this like, riffraff 85 year old dude who gets introduced in the very beginning of the whole story of olive and her entire family and he's just like not a care in the world he'll cuss when he wants to cuss he'll shoot up some heroin in the bathroom because casual like he he don't he don't care he's like listen i've been there done that bought the t-shirt i'm on my way out and i'm gonna go out how i want to go out and as much as he's such a dismissed character kind of like he's like a background like he's like a foreground but he's also not present for half the film you know
1: yeah and i feel like if anything he's just is a weird example but he's an example of just not caring about what people think of you and just being true to yourself, which is probably one of those other overarching themes that we didn't really talk about too much. But, and then at the very end, obviously when he's not there anymore, but they still do the show and the performance anyway, like that's a clear pinpoint of like, Hey, we're all going to be weird because like we are a weird family. Why would we want to be anything else? So I feel like he was just like a really good representation of that. And he was just he was in the, the background, but it's like when he was in those moments of those scenes and like in the foreground, it's like, dude, you are a character. Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> you can't forget about him, even though no. somehow we did in the podcast, but like, it's well, fine. yeah. Cause there was just so
0: much to hit on. And like, I know one of the biggest things I know I hit on in the podcast was the idea of like conformity versus non-conformity. Mm-hmm. And I think it's actually really funny because grandpa is the one who choreographed Olive's dance for the Little Miss Sunshine competition that was the whole premise of the entire film. Now, Mm -hmm. did we ever get a preview Um, of what that dance was? No. However, I'm looking back and being like, what am I talking about? This is such a foreshadowing. This is absolutely, look at the character of Grandpa. Did we (laughs) we really think- It was going to be this
1: wholesome thing.
0: No, like a a normal jazz routine to like a Miss America song. I just think that- this is also grandpa's homage to the fuck the conformity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. He he already was instilling this in Olive and be like, be different. Floss your ass with your jacket. Like,
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. why not? I mean, I you're think only that 12 is fine.
0: He definitely did it on purpose. This is a pre he knows what these competitions are. He went to her last one with her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he chose for this Little Miss Sunshine competition, Mm -hmm. the song, the choreography, the everything. So I think that the ending of the entire movie, when the whole family is getting up there on stage, it's in my brain, it it actually did become like a small homage to grandpa.
1: Yeah, for sure. Or just like a bigger representation of just being a family and that accepting the flaws accepting the mistakes accepting the loss and just choosing to be together anyways and not caring what people think totally totally oh, i love that old grandpa me too
0: honestly 10 out of 10 i would have stolen him out of a window too taking him yeah, home
1: you know i would have too he deserved that i wish he didn't do heroin but like you know yolo but if you're gonna go out you're gonna go out <laughs> and he was definitely somebody who had like his own destiny in his hands you know oh like, yeah
0: yeah yeah he what, was in
1: control of his fate
0: what's that song it's like if i'm gonna be sad i would
1: do it what possess. <laughs> and it's heroin Let, no literally yeah, yeah. <laughs> well shall we move on to midnight library at matt haig oh shall we i guess we shall yeah if you missed it midnight library is the episode where i actually cried <laughs> I still love this book so much and um, I was trying to like see how we could get more people to listen because it's like, well, we're talking about whatever, but like it is about like the book or the movie. So I was like, well, if we, it would be cool if we could like reach out to just some promo stuff, just trying to, you know, take a look. No offense, Matt Haig, a lot of people don't like this book. <laughs> and, oh my God, really? Yeah, like a majority, I went on Reddit, which, you know, can be a quick rabbit hole to get down, but I was trying to find one and like a lot of the people were like, I don't like this. I think it's like romanticizing suicide blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whoa, I don't feel that way, but I don't know what's wrong with believing in yourself. I I, like, that's the, that's what I got out of it is like, you have to love the life that you're living and like try to find the places in which like you can rewrite your story. You can still change it and love it. I don't know, it just was super weird. I was really taken aback by that. And so I didn't, you know, long story short, I didn't post it in that Reddit thread, but still <laughs> I was like, "Hi, you hated our you hated the book, so here, check out our podcast." Yeah. <laughs> Shameless Marmo DNA podcast. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was super weird, but, you know, it I'm is what it taken is. taken back
0: by that as well because my interpretation of it. So like, again, brief little recap it's about this woman who tries to commit suicide. And instead of going, you know, to heaven or hell, it's sent to, she sent to like this, like
1: kind of, kind of,
0: yeah, but it's like a library. And each of the books on the shelves is a version of her life that she could try out to see where like, you know, what her decisions, how they've affected her life, whatever. Yeah. So i more so took it as this opportunity, like, like one of those moments in life where like, you can kind of feel the hand of God be like, no, slow down. Mm -hmm. and, and, and reflect and show her physically show her through these books and through reliving different life experiences and and how her life could have been for Mm -hmm. her to realize that her life was actually the good one. So that really shocks me. I I, I'm, I'm a little upset at that because the portion of the podcast that I cried was, I literally cried because every, I said every day's a gift and that's something I so badly forget. And I, I let the little mundane things upset me just like this character in the book and the little uh, little things that pile and pile and pile and then all of a sudden your mental health is in the shitter and then yeah, all dude. of a sudden you're having dark thoughts and you're just like what
1: yeah and i agree and i think I've, I've kind of been under this impression where um it's kind of a segue that i promise it relates like i go to support my friend has like a poetry workshop once a month the last like uh workshop we had we talked about this like person who wrote about the rules of poetry and like you should do this 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 and this and this and um I don't know, like, it made us think, too, of, like, screw what that person says. But also, like, if you want to write poetry, like, it's nice to look at and have the structure. But I can look at a painting. I can look at, like, a dance performance. I might look at it and be like, I, that didn't do anything for me. But then that piece of art was just not for me. You know what I mean? Like, there's a certain audience. There's a certain, like, group of people that will, like, take in that book or take in that you know, poem or whatever and it'll like strike a chord in them. And I just I just was surprised that a majority of the people that at least on Reddit, I didn't go any further than Reddit because I was very surprised. But you know, in that same token, it's like, well, maybe that just wasn't for them. And that's fine. Yeah.
0: And you know what I I, I tend to have the belief that individuals that don't resonate with things like that are individuals that have never experienced emotions like that. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because Mm -hmm. a lot of the times they're like, oh my God, why would you romanticize suicide? Why would you like, no, he's hitting on real life topics about how the mundane grind, the rat race, you get lost, you lose track, you You lose lose yourself, right? You lose your, why you lose your purpose. You question your meaning, you question your relevance and then you make a mistake. And that's what this character in the book did. But yeah. Again, she had this beautiful opportunity to have a second chance. Absolutely. So, screw you all on Reddit because we loved it. So, I have two quotes that I wrote down, but we didn't actually touch on in the podcast. Mm. Um, and so, the first one kind of relates to, I feel like, our society today. And it's something that the main character in the book says She says, The more connected we are on social media, the lonelier we become. Oh, literally. Yeah. I mean, has this last year not actually taught us that (laughs) we started a fucking podcast so we can talk to each other because I, I
1: like, I don't know, man. So it's interesting. Like the job that I, I currently have, I was, I've always been in the same company, but my position has changed a lot. And like what I first started doing was like social media and like some marketing stuff. And it just like, wasn't a good fit and that's fine. But I, I learned like the importance of social media for like, business and like connecting people to services and like getting the word out about like, oh, our community is doing great things, support this organization, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, cool, whatever. But when I was managing a company's social media, I had like no desire to manage my own. It made me feel like I was living a double life. And I think that's what social media actually does. And this kind of goes back to a little bit to like Little Miss Sunshine about societal expectations. You only post the good things. So you kind of create this double life. And if anything, like you're talking to people who are also doing the same thing and you actually don't really connect with them because you're both not being real. To me, like my position of like social media has changed completely. I'm not very active on social media, except for like, yeah. obviously our, our podcast, but I actually want to do that thing. So it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. it's a little personal, it's different, but yeah, I, I think it makes us more lonelier than anything.
0: And I, I think what it does is it, it disconnects reality because you yeah. just said, it's that we only see a highlight reel. And so mm-hmm. then you're sitting there staring at somebody's highlight reel wondering why your everyday life is not that highlight reel because yeah. this is a topic we've talked about almost in every single book that perception is reality.
1: Yeah. And yeah. so
0: when someone's only putting out that highlight reel, you're perceiving like, "Oh my god, all these people are living happy lives." Like, "Oh my god, everybody got fucking ripped during COVID or everybody got yeah. like, you know, married and engaged with kids on during COVID like or like whatever it might be that's lacking in your life, you're able to see that going on in somebody else's life. And then all you have to do is is just think and feel down about your own life.
1: Yeah. And just like the jealousy and like resentment of well, why does this person get to have good things and I don't and it it's kind of obviously in the same token of the Midnight Library is like you don't really realize what you have in front of you. Right. And I think when you spend less time trying to tell the world how great your life is, you actually realize how great your life is. I think social media is good for some things. I, I don't think it should be completely eliminated. I've also, I met a friend online who was from England and- Your pen pal. Yeah. I mean like literally, so that was a friend that I made online. That wouldn't have been possible without social media. Cause I met her on Twitter. I do think it's good for some things and I do think it does connect to a certain extent, like I, 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 learn a lot about like what my cousins are doing, or like what you know, you or like other friends are doing, just because like I don't get to talk to them every day. So it's nice to see that, but I think it can really easily just like go downhill, and it could honestly be addictive. I think some people are addicted to
0: social media. Yes, I think it also plays a large role in physical relationships and like emotional relationships because mm-hmm. like. Now we have Bumble and Tinder and all these crazy things that, like, dude, I don't envy anybody who has to do online dating today, right? Like, and like, no, and no, thank you. And it just, it's taking away the the portion of a human experience that is the connectivity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, that initial meeting of the individuals where you're like, ooh, okay, I got a good vibe from him, like whatever. Yeah. Like, let's go get dinner. Well, I got a good vibe from her, whatever it might be, and. It takes that portion away. So that way you can literally be like, no, no, no." Swipe, swipe. Yeah. And then you're left with a seemingly perfect individual who you finally swipe right on who is not
1: actually the individual because it's only, you're only seeing a highlight reel. Or you like actually decide to swipe on them and they have no personality whatsoever. Right. And so it's like, okay, was this really worth me taking this for face value to find somebody who's like boring as a rock? Like, I don't know. So No,
0: I, yes. Uh, the last one I have is compassion is the basis of morality. Let that sit for a second. Matt Haig wrote that, and it was a portion when it she she's in the library, and I think it was like during the demise kind of kind of timing. She says that compassion is the basis of morality, and just like think about that because like our moral compass right tells us what's right and wrong, but why do we feel things? to be right or wrong? Is it because we're compassionate beings and we're,
1: I don't know, what do you think? Yeah, compassion is literally the ability to like empathize and like sympathize with somebody, to understand what they're going through. So it's like once you understand somebody's experience, if you're empathetic, you feel it too. If not, you just understand it. And with more understanding, like it just makes you more human. You know, if you understand somebody and like where they're going through and the situation that they're in, that's what defines like your humanity and your morality of what it means to live life. You know? Yeah,
0: no, totally agree. Oh, totally nice
1: agree. Right. I thought that was a little cutie patootie. I do have a funny note for our last episode wrap up. Eternal for sunshine. You. Eternal sunshine. Episode four. Okay. So my, my friend Courtney who lives in Colorado, she always texts me whenever she like listens. And she was like, how have you never heard of woo woo shit? Thank you. You and literally I- fucking grew up in New pulse. That's what I'm saying. And I was like, so, it's how do you natural? know? And how you were my next door neighbor. How do you yeah. know? And I don't know that. And she's like, I can't believe you've never heard of that. It's like so funny. And I was like, yeah. oh, Am I really in the outlier here? Or people who've never heard woo woo shit? Yeah. No. Yes. So that's literally what I wanted to say. It was funny. You
0: got to catch up, Grandma.
1: Yeah, well, I just, I've been so far from my New Paltz roots that I just forgot. I'm in these Pennsylvania cornfields. You're so, I'm so sorry. That's fine. We've abducted you. I'm in the boonies. I also willingly chose to be here, so it's fine.
0: This is true. This is very true. This is very true. You're also living in a, in a town right now with a population of currently
1: 1,100 people. <laughs> <laughs> At least they're Italian, All right. True. <laughs> oh, my true. God. But true, yeah. true. No, I, um... I really liked the uh, internal sunshine of the Spotless Mind episode. I feel like we got a lot more out of it than we expected to. Because for face value, you can be like, oh, they're obviously going to talk about like relationships or whatever. But it was so much more than that because of like the whole memory thing. So
0: actually, it's really funny. One of the things that I I wrote about, and it's funny because I've touched on this in like psychology classes, even criminal justice classes. Are you of the belief that we as humans can alter our memories? Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Now to what extent do you believe it's just like misidentifying a face and a name or literally misidentifying events that have transpired?
1: Well, that's kind of a loaded question. Uh, Yes. The first part, because I know I would make an absolutely terrible witness because I (laughs) I have terrible vision. I really do. I have glasses. I get my yearly, you know, checkups. I just can't. See, I just can't. Um, I think he had brown hair. Uh, no, no, maybe it was blonde, and I really couldn't tell. It was dark out. <gasps> no, I would make a terrible witness. So, like that also. And I think I touched on this a little bit in the in that episode, of when you're emotionally connected to something, like you don't really want to see the situation for what it actually is. So you'll kind of create your own memory of what actually happened. I think trauma, like it's an actual psychological mechanism that your body does to protect itself is it'll just one, make the memories that were painful, not even exist, or kind of like change them in a way where it's the story you've eventually learned to tell yourself. It's not actually how it actually happened. So I think trauma plays an interesting role into that and how we remember events, how they happened or didn't happen.
0: And I, throughout, especially throughout these last couple of books we've read, I've definitely become of the idea that our human mind is so much more powerful than what we interpret it to be and what we even utilize that this idea of manifestation stuff like that are, are practices that people do on a daily basis and that studies have shown that it's effective and things like that so like what is the difference between doing a manifestation and being like one day I will have my dream house whatever and like altering your memories through like repetitive reflection on an event and and repetitive you know telling yourself like okay this is what happened like okay this is what happened it's like kind of those individuals that people lie so much that they actually tend to believe their yeah, lies you know what uh, I'm saying yeah yeah so I don't know. I do believe it is a thing. And I do believe, because I've personally effed up a bunch of my memories. I'm like, oh, yeah, we went here last summer. My mom was like, <laughs> nope, that was
1: six years ago in Africa with four people. You didn't even. And I'm like, oh. So I, I didn't know this was like a thing. But somebody had recommended it, like a therapist to me, because I wanted to go back to therapy. I've gone to therapy before. They recommended a therapist to me. And I believe it was like a narrative therapist. Or it's or It had the word narrative in it. Oh, And and I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like, what does that mean? And I looked it up and it's a therapist that specifically like deals with how do we actually separate ourselves from the stories that we've told ourselves about ourselves, about the people around us and the situations. I thought that was so interesting because I never really thought about that. And then recently I watched... Um, I think it was David Letterman, one of the most like great interviewers out there who has like his show and everything. He has like a Netflix special where he like interviews celebrities and it's like the best. He did one recently with Ryan Reynolds and they're just like talking or whatever about like his family, his upbringing or whatever. And. Ryan Reynolds kept saying, like, I've learned, like, that's just a story I tell myself. And that's the story of my perception of what happened, not actually what happened. He got angry with his parents. I think he had, like, a single mom or a single dad. He felt like they were always very, like, strict or very whatever and, like, not really, like, emotional. And he's like, right. that was the story I told myself. But now I have the understanding of, like, my dad or my parent was single. They had two jobs. They had three kids to raise by themselves. Yeah. It's interesting how he was, like, able to, like, change his memory Yes. So like yes. what actually happened. And I don't think that's like manipulation or anything. I think that you just, you know, have you more different perspectives. Compassion. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So ultimately I do think we just have extremely powerful brains that do more than what we realize. And our memories are not just files that we can click and erase. They're ever evolving. They're changing. Yep. They adapt every day with each new experience and each new perceptive, everything we're, we're perceptive beings. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say this because I'm going to fucking, I'm going to get this tatted on my forehead with how much I say it on this podcast. Oh, okay. Perception is reality. And that is that. So what you are currently perceiving is the reality that you are currently living in and the narrative and the truth that you're living in on a daily basis. So whether your, your memories change and alter and adapt to that, I believe so. You don't have to, but that's just my, you know. That's your two cents, you know. That's my
1: two cents. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Uh,
0: that's my narrative um that's my this is my truth <laughs>
1: this is my story wonderful only other thing I wanted to say about uh Eternal Sunshine is I had like an interesting reflection after we stopped recording about Patrick who in the scheme of this story like he essentially steals uh Jim Carrey's uh identity in the film to try to like be with Clementine. But it reminded me of sometimes there are people who they want the shoe to fit so bad in a relationship. They want it to work so bad that they're willing to like completely lose themselves and be somebody else to make that person say If you, uh, obviously you guys are only listening, but if you could have seen, I just raised my hand in shame because that, uh, me. Yes. Okay. It happens. It's a growing lesson, but that was, I think something that's important we don't have to like dive deep into it, but I think it's important for people to understand that if you find that like, you're like struggling to connect to a person that you feel like you have to do things that are outside your nature, like clearly it's not meant to be.
0: Right.
1: You spend so much of your life trying to figure it out. Like why spend a majority of it trying to be somebody you're not,
0: you know? Totally agree with that. And I think that comes down to so many things tie together because we just have an overarching theme in this podcast of like our human experience. But I think it just comes down to like needing that validation. Why why do we love? We love because we want to be loved in return. So what lengths are we willing to go through for that? Like, you know, I think it, it really all does just circle back. That is really interesting. And I think that it also is a point of additional self-reflection to ask yourself if you are in that position of being Patrick, where you're mm-hmm. trying to make a shoe fit that doesn't fit. Like, why, why are we, why are we trying to make a shoe fit? Are we not confident in the shoes that we're wearing that we need to f- feel the need to put on other shoes? Or is this person enforcing a shoe on us that we're also not trying to wear, you know? Very so true. I think it's like, uh, it's a, it's a stopping point where you should just do some reflecting before, yeah. Taking
1: any action or buying the pair of shoes. Right. You'll get your Cinderella moment, I promise, but yeah. don't force it. If the shoe don't fit. What's the rest of that phrase? I don't know. <laughs> I think I also paraphrased it and made it my own. I think it's, well, if the shoe fits, I think is the actual phrase. Oh, you're right. You're right. So you know, I just made, made that shoe up.
0: shoe fits. That was the last four
1: episodes we did in case you missed us. We've been releasing on a bi-weekly basis. Now it's time to dive into some fun answers. We asked some of our followers just to ask us anything, movie recommendations, book recommendations. Do you want to know us any better? Do you have questions about things that we've talked about? Do you hate us? No, I'm just kidding. But either way, we had a couple of people submit some fun questions or fun recommendations. So we figured we would just end the podcast with like some fun responses. The first one I have is what are your all time favorite movies? Mine change a lot. I have like, I have like core ones that are like my comfort movies that I like to watch.
0: Oh my God, that just fucked me up. All right, you start, Emma, I think.
1: Well, my OG, like, ride or die is The Breakfast Club. Wait, The Lobster. No, <laughs> screw that movie. Oh my oh, God.
0: All right, all right, sorry. Scratch that and re- re-say what you were going to say because I just wanted to get,
1: I just wanted to make you laugh
0: there. No, I'll put it in.
1: I freaking hate that movie. And I love A24 movies and I am so sad that I wasted an hour and a half, two hours of my life watching that thing. Yeah. Anyway. I'm. I'm
0: sad you wasted chars of my life.
1: <laughs> I know. I really put you through the that ringer. Shit
0: back. No, I kidding.
1: know. I'm sorry. Anyway. Anyway. All um, right. So your
0: comfort movie is go. Sorry. Yeah.
1: So my my overall comfort movie that is kind of like a home base that I always love watching. I think there's there's two. One is always the Breakfast Club. I love that movie. Recently, I forgot. I was like a newfound like nostalgic love is uh, Midnight in Paris.
0: Ah, which okay. I don't know
1: if you've seen that. It's with Owen Wilson, and like he basically is on vacation with his like snotty either fiance or wife, I don't know. And um he ends up like walking the streets of Paris at night and he accidentally gets like transported into time and meets all these like crazy, heroic like historian people. And like I used to watch it with like my grandma and she's like very like she loves France and stuff. So to me, it's like a really good comfort movie. and it's just like it's a beautiful movie. like it's just a good, good movie.
0: This is difficult because I like a lot of movies. This is very difficult for me. I don't know that I have a single home base movie. So I'm going to go off of just my favorite movies within the last, like, maybe a couple of years. Yeah. I don't know why, but one of the ones that comes to mind is The Greatest Showman. <laughs> Dude, that's know. Score. I know. I just, it it's one of those movies. Out. It's one of those movies where I can watch it and just, like, regain, like, meaning, you know? Yeah. Like I can like re believe in myself and like re center and like you know just be like all right like life isn't this so is bad. me like, yeah yeah exactly I need to accept oh. myself and whatever one of the movies that like I used to sob over was
1: Perks of Being a Wallflower oh that was one of the ones in the poll uh-huh. that didn't get chosen maybe yeah. we'll do it maybe we'll yeah
0: but it was it's one it was one of those ones I think like in a time of my life where. I was really going through some shit in like my teenage yeah. years. And so like watching that, I just know it impacted me super hard. But yeah, I think, oh, oh God. Okay. It's a
1: wonderful life. It's an Italian
0: movie.
1: You know oh, what I'm talking about? Dude, I watched that in film school. It's it's not, it's a wonderful life. What is it called? Life no, is beautiful. Life is beautiful. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. yes.
0: Life is Yo, beautiful. So that's one of those movies. I saw that movie. Honestly, I love my parents, but I watched it for the first time when I was like eight. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. And then I oh I, boy. Yeah. And then obviously I've watched it again ever since because my it's family watches movie. it in Italian. They watch the original, like mm-hmm. every yeah. So um, but yeah, wonderful spectacular really puts in the perspective of like love and family and like
1: what you would do to like be there and protect someone, you know? Yeah. And also like kind of hinting what we're gonna be talking about in our next episode is how do you find meaning? in things that are very painful and like how do you choose to to find your purpose throughout all of that which i think that movie does touch on it's been a while since i've seen it but i I think it does
0: yeah and that was a literally i don't know how i just plugged that so perfectly to end this podcast kind of but like you know just (laughs) perfect little illusion so please stay tuned for
1: episode four yeah (laughs) absolutely
0: what is it episode six now jesus why i said four five i don't
1: know five Six
0: will be depends on when we publish, but anyway, this is true.
1: Anyway, so yes, there was that, and then um, somebody told us that we should watch the movie Hereditary, and said that we know that we want to. Um, I don't need to see that girl's head fly off ever again.
0: <laughs> I am a very uh, unfortunately, it's actually a character flaw. I'm <laughs> I'm painfully empathetic when I watch a movie to the point where sometimes, like when I like watch a scene occur. I can, like, physically feel the pain in my own body. Watching that go down, <laughs> I I immediately almost, like, couldn't breathe. And I, like, just stood there.
1: That was such a left turn. I still don't have words. We still don't have... I don't... Ugh. Maybe, maybe in, like, the fall, we'll do, like, some thriller movies. I don't know if Hereditary will be one of them, but, you know. Literally, for the next, like, six months post-watching that movie, if I heard
0: the... I literally would be like... <laughs> I, forgot. I she because she makes that like click yeah. noise with her mouth yeah. i would literally hear it anywhere in my life and would jump run turn a light on and be like fuck no satan yeah no i don't fuck yeah with that. no so
1: well on the complete opposite end of this spectrum someone else also recommended that we watch shrek i, I mean <laughs> an oldie but a goodie but yeah I'm like hmm I wonder what like it made me think I was like what does Shrek say about the human experience as an ogre <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's better out than in I always say
1: <laughs> as he farts or burps what is it I don't even know that's so funny we also have a question that says what made you guys want to do this what's your inspiration
0: but I think did I reach out to you I said that I wanted was it me that suggested that so. like, we we're reading a book together
1: yeah yeah, I think it um it started off as like a fun little book club because we wanted to have just like a way to connect. And then you would want to just start a podcast and um we're like, "Well, what if we turn it into like a little book club or what if we did this?" And it kind of just like came out of that. Yeah, and I think inspiration-wise,
0: I was inspired initially just, just I was like, "Okay, let's sit let, we got to do something here. I was getting bored and like lonely over pandemic and shit." Yeah. And, like, whatever. And I was like, how can I interact with my friend slash? I had been wanting to read more because everybody on social media and their mother is posting their fucking highlight reel of how they're drinking their water and going on hot girl walks and reading (laughs) Colleen Hoover books. And I was just like, you know, I really should start reading. And so, yeah, this is how it kind of started. So that was uh, my inspo.
1: And I also feel like the inspiration in terms of how we talk being a college roommate with somebody it's like probably the most vulnerable you can be and i think you took that to the T. but anyway so we were having these kind of (laughs) talks anyway no that's not appropriate (laughs) maybe in a different bonus episode of how we actually really became friends um (laughs) how i broke the coda of Adam shell 101 (laughs) but i think because like you know, obviously I was a film major, so like I would be watching movies or we would just have like a movie night and then we would end up just like talking about it. So it was just, I felt like this was just kind of what we would be doing anyways, if we were still in college.
0: Yeah. And I feel like both of us are both really optimistic and open spiritually and stuff like that. So yeah, I feel sure. like that's why our conversations have always just been so spectacular. We've, we talked about it before how we could just go on a drive and it literally be like three hours later, mm-hmm. you and I both like crying and venting through (laughs) shit and you know what I mean though like we're just
1: being open and experiencing and things like that and so yeah and I will say the one thing that I've always really appreciated about our friendship is I think we're we are very different I know it probably doesn't come across that way on this podcast like we we agree with each other a lot but I think we have the maturity to understand uh, you and I come from very different backgrounds like whole different beliefs and like whatever but I think we've always had the understanding of like well why do you feel that way and like coming from like a point of compassion like we were just talking about yeah so like so I think that that's always just been really important because we listen to each other we try to understand and then like also we can laugh about things like it's fine like yeah we, yeah we're serious but we don't take things too serious I mean this podcast is relatively pretty serious except for the one random moments where you know either Anna's having a stroke or I just quote <laughs> some things so. yeah 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 you know, no I,
0: I agree and I think it's interesting because of how differently you and I were raised and where we come from and whatever yet how similarly our moral foundation is and I think that that's- yeah why you and i are able to sit here and be like i don't care if you're not like catholic beliefs or whatever you know what i'm saying like you don't have to have yeah. the same foundational beliefs as me in order to
1: um be friend yeah yeah and be a good human being also because there are people out there who have certain beliefs that aren't good human beings and then there are people who have different beliefs that actually are good human beings they just don't believe the same thing as you and that's fine
0: absolutely absolutely i'm a firm believer that everybody believes what they believe due to their understandings of the world and what they've been through. So like everybody's been through different shit and that's why you might
1: believe different shit. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Which is what I was saying is just coming from that point of view of understanding and not just immediately accusatory of like oh well you're stupid because you believe blah, 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 blah. and it's like well why do you actually believe that and it's like oh well I, w- I went through this and it caused me to have this experience it's like oh I'm so sorry to hear that but also from my perspective I believe that like you know what
0: I mean like- yeah yeah and that's what's so funny because like you and I literally got thrown into a room together not mm-hmm. knowing each other and never genuinely to this day have you and I had like a
1: fuck you like no like fight no No. I also have never had that with anybody I'm too fragile for that shit but yeah you're right you're right right all right well the last question that I was gonna read which I thought was kind of funny so somebody asked do you guys want to be big like the Joe Rogan experience or just go with the flow you know what I think those two
0: tie in together perfectly because the Joe Rogan experience is go with the flow and I, I genuinely think that that's what creates really successful things in podcasts or whatever media. It's people that aren't trying. Joe Rogan just sits down with people and just fucking vibes. He gets high, he gets drunk. He gets, <laughs> talks about like, aliens. Yeah, like he, there's, there's no filter. There's no scheduling. There's nothing. And that's what I feel like we're doing here. So I'm optimistic that it might take off. And if it might not, I'm still fine with it because at the end of the day, I feel like you and I are doing such an unfiltered Yeah, podcast and an unfiltered discussion every single time we come on here that like regardless I still get something out of it every time we do it
1: yeah and honestly the only things that I really edit out are all like um that's like wait mm, mm, like (laughs) uh, that's basically what I edit out because no offense nobody wants to hear uh, two white girls um, do that all the time
0: (laughs) or you don't want to hear me go fuck every 10 seconds
1: (laughs) sorry stroke sorry stroke (laughs) the only thing that I thought was funny about that question is like, to me, I don't I don't listen to Joe Rogan. It's not, I've listened to a couple of his episodes if he has a guest on that I'm interested in. That's like a three-hour commitment. You and I, I mean, this is obviously going way longer than I thought it was going to be. I was like, oh, this will be a quick 15-minute episode. This is clearly going to be like 45 minutes. But either way, I just, I agree with like, okay, cool. It's like very go with the flow. It's whatever. Do I want it to be three-hour long podcast? I know our listeners that do listen, like every episode love us. I don't think they love us that much yet. And that's okay. I don't know. I do hope for like the future that we do grow and that we continue to have like different people like interact with us on social media. I feel like this has created a really cool community of people who love stories and love like having deep conversations, being reflective and pensive. So I don't know, for me, I just hope that we continue doing that.
0: I think that this is also a really easy way to have really deep conversations but be able to tie it to things that people resonate with because you're like, oh my God, I've watched that movie. Oh my God, that's why I cried so much. Oh my yeah. God, that book, I loved it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's We're kind of doing that whole Matt Haig thing. And I think that's why we loved him so much is because we're taking a step back. We're looking at things through the microscope and being like, why do we feel this way? And like mm-hmm. these are definitely questions that you don't ask yourself on a daily basis. You just stub your toe and ball your eyes out and not know why. And then you're like, hmm. I've had a shitty week and I'm feeling XYZ. I probably should reevaluate why I just had a meltdown over a stubbed toe. You know what I'm saying? Like but through fun things and like it's only gonna expand, I think. And I'm I'm hoping that our the media that we actually review expands and like let's get into whatever it is like, you know, Mm -hmm. we haven't put a cap on ourselves. So yeah.
1: And I never want to. I mean, because either way, like, I still want to put out more like fun bloopers, because that's just who we are. We're here to have fun. We're here to have really meaningful and purposeful conversations. And if we can continue doing that and continuing connecting with people, then I really could not ask for anything more. So this thing is supposed to be fun. And I have I think you and I have always talked about that when we started it. I feel like the moment it starts to be really stressful or it starts to be not fun, like we need to like take a step back and be like, okay, Yep. What's going on? Like, let's figure it out. So that being said, I mean, we love all the suggestions. We have like a running list of movies and books and we have to decide which book we're reading next. I think we talked about one, but we're not quite sure yet. Yeah. But either way, like, please always, if you know Anna or I personally, like shoot us a text or DMs on Instagram or even just email us, which is the.dna.podcast22 at gmail.com. We're always open to fun ideas, different ideas to uh, feature on the podcast. Thank you guys honestly, just have like a little getting a here, but I know it's super
0: random. A lot of you don't even know us. If you do listen to us and like, just like hearing us talk about like ourselves and being open and personal, just like, thanks for listening. And we haven't gotten any negative feedback yet. And it's appreciated that, you know, we're being open and honest. And like, I appreciate
1: having this platform to even talk to you guys about anything. So yeah, it's been a fun ride and I'm just putting my seatbelt on baby. I'm ready. Ready to go. Oh, I'm hoping I fly out the window. Well, if you're driving, we're probably going to crash into an Ulta or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right, though. It's fine.
0: Thanks for tuning in. We hope today's episode makes you feel a little bit more connected to your true
1: self. Don't forget to follow the DNA podcast on Instagram so you never miss another episode. Until next time.